What is up? Coach Rudder here. You are tuned to the Coach's Corner Podcast. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that more than you will ever know. On this podcast, we'll talk about things that I've gone through in my real life, my 15 years in the Army, my 15 years as a juvenile corrections officer, as well as my time as a high school and semi-pro football coach. While some of the things have occurred to me, some of them have not, and has been advice and stories that I've listened to from those people. One of the kids in my work asked me the other day, I think it was last Friday, how do you become a mentor? What what do you have to do um, to be the best mentor you could possibly be to people? And I told him, you know, these are the things that I do. And I, and I explained to him kind of some of the things that I take pride on doing. And in conversating with him, I decided at that point I was going to go ahead and record a podcast and kind of talk about the things that I personally do and that I feel are important when you um, decide you're going to mentor people. The first thing that I feel is important is the understanding that you have to approach each person differently because everyone is unique. And it's important when you first sit down and start talking to them that you know, you take the time to figure out what you're good at, how you want to be with this person, what kind of commitment you want to make, the amount of time that you can do, you know, in mentoring this person. Is it going to be a one-on-one? I mean, you know, what is going to be the avenue with which you are going to lead them? Because some people do good with face-to-face. Others, you know, you could give them slight course corrections when it comes to, you know, text or things of that nature. What is it going to look like over the course of the time you're going to have with this person? You have to set, you know, the expectations together from the very beginning of what this person will want and what you will want in return. Now, if this is someone that you've known for a long time and they need very specific help, that's easy. Um, Workplace and coaching and, you know, player type of situation. Um, It's very easy that you could sit down and they'll say, I want to learn how to sell better. I want to learn to be a better coach. I want to learn to be a better player. What can I do to, you know, move what I'm doing past where I'm at into, for lack of better words, overdrive? What can I do? And you could set down the expectations. If we're going to meet, you can't be late. If you're going to ask me for help and I give you suggestions, you can't be mad at the suggestions that I give you. You have to be open to them. That doesn't mean that you're going to be like, you know what, I'm actually going to do this. This is going to be great. But be open to it and just not from the beginning say no. Not just from the beginning say this is not something that I want to do or this is not something that I'm comfortable doing. You have to be able to sit down and hammer all that out. You have to take a genuine interest in a person. You have to have some type of relationship with them that's on a personal level. You can give terrible advice without really knowing a person and just give them some things that you might have read on the internet. And if they don't work, you kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, I don't really know then, I guess. You have to have some type of connectivity with that person. You have to um, 
really know what that person wants, what that person is about, have some very pointed, specific questions about that person, what they want, what their life uh, ambitions, goals, dream jobs, any of that kind of stuff, and know what makes them who they are. You have to understand the third, fourth, and fifth level to be able to give them past the first level. And that really requires listening to them, understanding who they are, paying attention to the things they're saying. Don't just nod your head and be like, yeah, mm mm-hmm, but actually listening and be able to ask questions that um, make them expand on the things that they want, make them kind of get past the, well, I just want more money. I just want more of this. Well, how, how do you think that happens? How do you think you get there? And be able to expand on each individual step that they think is supposed to happen, and you could guide them with the steps that you think should happen. There's a, a saying that uh, you have to know when to wait before giving your advice to someone. And what that really means is you might feel pressure immediately to say something, to give them some kind of immediate feedback, and they'll just look at you like, Now what? You don't always have to have something. You can sit back, be thoughtful and helpful and and be methodical about what you do. Too many times something will happen and someone will stare at you like, I need help. And you'll immediately give this feedback thinking it's helpful and it's really not. And sometimes they'll take that advice that you give on the fly and... um, this off-the-cuff remark or this um, immediate feedback ends up putting them in the worst situation than they were already in. Now, um, there's a, a saying of hitting the pause button. And a person that's a good mentor knows how to hit the pause button and kind of take a step back with that person during a conversation. Once in a while, something they say might catch you off guard, and um, they say something that irritates someone or you know makes people mad, and you don't have the right information, you don't have the right um, experience to be able to articulate it, not have the mi- a right emotional mind frame to be able to react to that, to that comment or that line of thought. The best thing you do is hit pause. Give you a chance to get more information, to calm down, to to look into your resources, the things that you have done or a book you might have read that you go back and flip through looking for this specific thing. And then it gives you a chance to come back with a clear, articulate, valuable response. That way, you know, the person can really look at it and be like, oh, man, Thanks for sharing this with me. I'm going to take some time, give it some thought. I really appreciate the advice you gave me. Uh, I'm going to think about it today. Are you okay with talking about it the next time we talk? And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with the fact that they might not have an answer for your thoughtful, articulate response. Allow them time to process that. You have to improve your emotional intelligence to be the best uh, mentor that you can be. Being intelligent is probably one of the biggest part of being a good mentor because anytime you mentor someone, you'll find yourself getting more to know more about their personality, what they think, what their experiences that have shaped them to who they are, and how they interact in different situations. 
And the, you know, the right person, the right coach, the right mentor has the ability to unlock this information by asking the right questions, by reading what this person's saying and how their body language um, is presenting them, being open-minded and articulate and intelligent enough to be able to um, re, you know, regurgitate information to them that they said, as well as applying what they think and their formulated thought in that moment. And you also have to be um, acknowledging and controlling of your own emotion because sometimes I'll say something to you that goes against the things you think, the things that uh, make you who you are. So sometimes you have to take a step back and know in your own mind that you need to do that. You cannot assume anything about the person you're working with. You have to ask everything. I know there's a saying, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I personally don't believe that. I think there are a ton of stupid questions that people ask. But if you're in a, a legitimate uh, mentorship, you're in a legitimate... Um, you're in a legitimate um, situation where um, the person is asking for your perspective and they're asking questions of you and, you know, it's a legitimate question, then there is no bad question. They can ask you anything and uh, you should be able to give your perspective to them and understand it's their responsibility to... Um, give you enough information to make um, an educated response to them. Now, they have to give you enough information, and if you and if you don't get enough information, you have to be able to dig deeper, ask more questions. And this is um, especially true for someone who's been involved in whatever it is they're being mentored in for an extended period of time, and this person is very early in the stages of their playing career, their uh, work career, you know, or, or in general, if you two are just getting to know each other and really not sure about each other, you have to be able to ask questions. And once you've gotten um, kind of that honest response, the honest background, the honest feedback, and the answers to the questions, um, you can come up with a helpful, relevant response that will help them to kind of formulate what they're going to do. And at that point, it's really up to them how they take that information. Again, there are such things as stupid questions, but your response to them should be a little more articulate than that's a stupid question. You have to be very honest with them about mistakes that you've made. And by being very open about mistakes and failures you made, those are the best forms of advice that a person in a mentor position can give. Not only is it helpful information to tell them what not to do, but it also gives them the ability to understand that you will accept the mistakes that you've made, that you will show them that not everyone is perfect, and that by owning and admitting to your mistake, it allows you to move forward with the um, process of stacking losses. Uh, Jake Thomason from the Compete Everyday podcast talks about stacking losses until you make wins. Every person doesn't solve problems the same way, and every person doesn't reflect on the mistakes they made in the same way. So it's always helpful to hear different perspectives on how things didn't work out and how they reacted and overcame those specific failures on their part and what they learned from them. And then I feel like in that moment, if you could show them that, 
the person that you're working with will have the ability to look at you and be like, oh, okay, so this person doesn't mind telling me, you know, things that they weren't good at. Too many times you hear people and on social media, you'll watch this person talking or watch a person talking and they're talking about how all they do is crush things and they're always winning and they're always doing this and they never post about their failures. They build this life of I'm the greatest and I'm the best. And too many times that is not the case. They just don't post or they don't talk about all their failures. They don't talk about the things that are going on and they don't talk about how they overcame those. Just the they're just winning all the time. And that's not reality. When your person that you're mentoring um, has great things that occur, they have tough situations and they have um, things that are going on in their life and they have achievements or milestones, you have to learn to celebrate those things. There are too many times when you are a mentor of someone and everything in that mentorship revolves around the negative, the things they didn't do right, the things that... Um, they didn't do great here. Let me tell you how you do better next time. You have to build the person's confidence. You have to reinforce the good things that are going on, keeping them focused, keeping them motivated, keeping them moving in the right direction with acknowledgement and celebration of the successes and the achievements that they've had through the course of their life. You can't always just be like, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. Let's talk about this. How did you feel while those things are important? And depending on the relationship, it might also be them trying to seek approval and acknowledging their success is a way to satisfy the need for them to get some kind of reaction from the coach. And how you celebrate that um, achievement or the success or these milestones is entirely up to you, but it is important that you publicly acknowledge their success uh, with your team, with um, their manager, if you know them, and on top of that, with them outside of that. You have to give more than they ask for. I believe the whole principle, what goes around, comes around. And I like to think that um, the mentors that I've had before me have always given more than I've asked them because they're going to want my success as much as I want the success. I always train people when I'm at work and I'm their trainer to to be my replacement. And I never want to train someone and have them come back and be like, well, they're terrible. Well, who trained them? Oh, well, Rudder trained them. And then everyone kind of gives you the side eye. You have to think long-term that the best mentors have selflessly offered their time and wisdom, have gone above and beyond for anything that you've asked them and expanded in what you asked. Example, if you just want someone to come help you as a football player, as a lineman, learn how to block, learn how to, you know, get in and out of your stance, but they teach you so much more about your craft than you ask for them. And in, in kind of hindsight, I remember when I was younger, I would ask someone for help and they would literally just answer the question that I asked and be gone. And part of me was always like, well, thanks a lot. I just don't think that those guys were ready to be um, in that position. And too many times we thrust them in before they're ready. You have to take um, the moments that someone wants with you and search for solutions 
outside of even what you know to give them a more well-rounded response. You have to look for uh, classes and books and and projects you know that are related to what they want to talk about that you can help them develop. I know um, there are times when I coach where I will send people books and I will send people articles and I will send people videos of different things that will help make them more well-rounded than just the one or two questions that they ask me. It gives context sometimes to what you're trying to say when they ask you a question and you just give them an answer, but then you can show them a video. Well, this is what it looks like from a different perspective. Look at this. This is what it looks like when this person does this. This is not the same, but it's kind of close to the answer I gave you. What do you think about this? And normally when you do something like that, it also builds that rapport with your person because they're like, oh, my coach goes above and beyond. And I know when I ask him a question, he's not just going to give me a single word answer and be done with me. And you, and in doing this, it also gives to the next point of you have to solve for the long term. You have to work with them like you're going to be with them forever. And this will make it easy for you to give them long-term guidance and help them make the decisions to outlive their time with you. This is important when someone works with a company because it will help have a larger impact with a football team, with a basketball team. You're trying to mentor them for the long-term, for the long-haul, for the once-you're-gone moment. I know that... Right now, when I train people, I explain to them, I'm training you to replace me when I'm leaving because I don't have a lot of time left here. I try to give them that perspective that I'm dumping everything that I have into them so they know, and then they can grow and turn around and take their perspective and train the next group of people. And the last little piece of advice is you have to lead by example. This is the last point, but it is certainly not the least in all of these responses, in all of these examples. Your person that you're training will learn a lot from simply observing you and how you behave. They'll pick up on the things that are important to you, your ethics, your values and standards, the belief that you have, your attitudes, the method with which you teach them, how you do it. And they're likely to either follow your lead, adopt your style, or build their own. And using you as an example, use you as an example of what they don't want to do. And as a mentor, you need to be extremely aware of your own behavior. Because at the end of the day, a great mentor takes practice and patience. It takes you doing the same thing every day, showing them the right way to do things, giving them more work than they give you. Learn more from them than they get from you that in turn allows you to give them more things, more feedback, help them pursue their goals. And at the same time, most likely you're going to learn a little bit about yourself and how effectively you interact with others, how well you can control your emotion and provide some kind of vision that motivates others, helps others see their big picture and help them get to where they want to go. And in turn, when they become mentors and they become that next, um, that next generation of people, then they'll be like, I had a guy that worked with me, and this is what he taught me. He was great. And if you don't, what's going to happen is I had a mentor in the past, and he was terrible, and he really taught me all of the things not to do. I took everything he showed me and everything he did and flushed it. And I used what I got out of it, which was the opposite of what he taught. 
Because in the end, being a mentor would be the most rewarding thing you could do, or it could be the most detrimental thing that you can do to them. I know for me personally, I like mentoring people. I like coaching people. I like training people to be better than I ever was, to be more thoughtful and articulate, to be a better version of what I ever was, to get better training than I ever got, better advice, more sound judgment responses from the people that I ask questions instead of the shoulder shrugs, the one-word responses, the very shadowy, veiled responses when I would ask a very simple question. That's what I think being a mentor is. Candid, open, honest responses. So I feel like if I can do that to them, I will give them the ability to take the information that I give them along with real world examples and moments that I could show them in the moment of what they're talking about with a response and an attitude that puts them in the right frame of mind, positive interaction and engagement that they can turn around and use again over and over and over. I truly appreciate the people that have reached out to me about being a mentor and they've actually helped me become the best version of myself that I've ever been. And I really appreciate that. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast today. If you have, please leave a rating and review, and I'll see you again soon.